Mm-hmm. So I value being able to being able to go home and make a great meal or that pottery class now that I have time for because I have a cool time allowance or mm-hmm. my spouse or that cool exercise class, right? I value mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. more than words exchange that will make me feel probably pretty bad about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because while you're spending the time and the energy engaging in that conversation, it, it's it's simply a waste of time because it's not there's there's no action behind any of that venting or that complaining. It's just time wasted. Your choice to begin and continue working in education should not be taken lightly. But how do you manage it all while keeping that fire burning bright so you can show up in your classroom and in life as your best self every day? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, classroom teacher, author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, and with more and more teachers quitting the profession or accepting hashtag teacher misery as their forever reality, I step in as your teacher burnout coach to help you take your next best steps to creating a happier and more fulfilled career and life. Now, let's take one more step forward and out of burnout together so we can burn on, shall we? Let's go. Hello, everyone. This is Chrissy Nichols with Teacher Talk, and you are listening to an amazing conversation with me and with the Burned In Coach, Amber Harper. Amber, it's so great to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you in person again, too, Chrissy. And I'm Amber Harper from Burned In Teacher and the Burned In Teacher podcast. And uh, today, Chrissy and I are going to do something a little bit different. Um, This episode is going to air on both of our podcasts. Uh, both Chrissy's podcast. Can you say your podcast name again, Chrissy? Yes. My podcast is Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, and you can find me over at the Chrissy Concept. I am a life coach for teachers, for all of you who don't know about me or have not yet met me. And the coolest part about this conversation is we're going to use it for my podcast, for Amber's podcast, but also for maybe our YouTube channels Mm -hmm. or snippets on our grams. Yes. (laughs) It's really exciting just to be in conversation about what we do, how we work together, where our work really intersects for all of you. So we can just serve as many educators as possible, but also um, a really cool topic we want to deal with today. And that's about kind of the isolation of growth. Mm-hmm. But Amber, first, for a lot of my listeners, will you just intro yourself really fast? Give us a tiny bit of your backstory, how you're still working as an amazing kindergarten teacher Aww. today, what you do, how you came to this. Go. Sure. Okay. I'm going to give you a really quick synopsis. So right now I teach kindergarten, but this is my 15th year of teaching. I'm very open and honest about the fact that I have left teaching twice and come back twice. So I'm like the poster child of burnout. <laughs> and how you can use it as an opportunity for growth. And that's what Burned In Teacher is all about. It's not about being positive poly all the time, but it is about looking at these challenges as an opportunity to change and grow with those challenges rather than fight against them or let them disempower you or turn you into a victim of your circumstances. And uh, so Burned In Teacher was born in 2016 after I was inspired to become a Google trainer. And um, it just all sort of evolved from there into 
blogging, then podcasting. I speak. I ended up writing a book called Hacking Teacher Burnout and uh, built a course to help to empower teachers to be their happiest and most fulfilled selves, both in the classroom and in life. Because when I was struggling with burnout for the first eight years of my career, I continued to take my own power away or let others take it away. And I finally hit a rock bottom moment in 2014. I had an infamous breakdown in front of uh, my teacher friends. And that was really my rock bottom moment where I had to decide to become my own hero instead of waiting for somebody else to come in and save the system of education and save Amber and save her school district and change everything and make it better. I had to be that change for myself. And that's when I really started to dive into self-help and uh, personal development. And that's where Burned In Teacher was uh, essentially born. Um, but the domain and the podcast and everything didn't really uh, start up until 2016 through 2018. And now here we are, uh, Chrissy Namber talking about you know how it is that we can take our power back, especially for this upcoming school year. Um, when this episode launches for my audience, I'm already going to be back in school. Uh, we always start early August. And so I want to talk to everybody today about time management and how we can choose to spend our time more efficiently and how that will help us to begin, if we've never set boundaries before, to begin to build a, a very essentially simple boundary, which is the boundary of time. And then we're going to transition over to Chrissy, and she is going to talk about a concrete thought plan where you can create boundaries around your thoughts and your beliefs when you return to school with this amazing time management plan. And you have worked, you've obviously worked on yourself this summer because you're listening to these podcasts, right? No matter where you're listening, you've worked on yourself. And unfortunately, not everybody has done that for whatever reason. There's no judgment there. It just is. And when we return to school, we know that we are going to be met with some negativity, whether it's a negative work culture that you work in in your school or your grade level or your, um, your, your team teacher. Negativity comes in different forms and fashions for all of us, but Chrissy's really going to walk us through what it is that we can do to begin to build those thought boundaries. So when we are in that awkward stage of, you know, I'm not miserable anymore, so I'm not surrounded by a bunch of other miserable teachers, I'm now on the other end of the spectrum where I'm actually feeling really in control of my time and my actions and my habits and my boundaries. And now I'm feeling a little alone over here because I don't mm -hmm. really know how to navigate around all of these um, negative Nancys, if you will, um, you know, the, the people that kind of bring us down whenever we are just trying to go up or to stay at that baseline where we are. Well, and I love that, Amber. I love as educators, we lay out what you'll be learning in this podcast and how to navigate that sort of isolationism of your own heart and mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. Navigating these communities in the faculty room or around a lunch table where you no longer feel like you have what your old version of you had to add. Mm -hmm. And I also want to just double click on the fact that this is so important, whether you have gone through Amber's amazing course, which I highly recommend, or if you're doing work on yourself. Many of my clients come to me for relationships. They want to heal their relationship with their self, with their mom with their spouse, with their partner, with their best friend, 
and with themselves. Mm -hmm. They want more body balance. And that's where I was. I loved your story about burnout because I was there in my sort of 22nd year of teaching. And I was in this really isolated space of, I love the kids. I don't love the kids. Do I want to leave? Do I not want to leave? It was a really weird space until I found coaching and until I found this work. And so I'm really excited to talk about this because I just want to remind everyone you can apply the thought strategy I have to anything, mm -hmm. whether you're working on time or whether you're working on body balance, wanting to lose the old COVID weight or just loving the body you're in right now or relationships, this is really going to be a threefer. You know, mm -hmm. if you're working on time, great. But if you're just working on anything, I think what we're going to speak to today really resonates with what everyone's hoping to be able to apply, right? Yeah. And knowledge is always yeah. applicable. That's what we teach our students. We're going to apply this to another area of our brain space. Oh, and this is going to be so important too, because when you change your beliefs and your actions around mm -hmm. how you spend your time, people notice because they will notice that you are in different places and spaces than you were before or that you are not in places and spaces that that you used to hang out in. And you're not hanging out with the same people that you're hanging out with because you are not going to make the time for that anymore. You are making the time for things that are the most important for you and the people in your school who build you up and who help you to move forward rather than, than to stay stuck in that cycle of chaos and overwhelm and frustration and negativity. And also this is, although this is about like, I'm going to be teaching you about how to build time boundaries. It's really about so much more than that because this is going to create a ripple effect of change and change can be scary. Change can be scary because it's, you're changing and nobody else is. And so you kind of, you feel like a moving target, right? Um, so uh, if it's okay, Chrissy, I'll dive right into how it is that we can start to build these time boundaries and then what it. we can begin to do um, with, with your help, how we can deal with maybe these hesitations or these fears surrounding making significant changes in your schedule and um, who you hang out with and what you're doing with your time at school. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. So- First of all, I want to tell you, and Chrissy and I had a short conversation before we hit record, that Chrissy and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to believing that the way you use your time is a choice. Even, and I'll take it to even this level, the fact is I'm choosing to go back to the classroom this year. If you're a classroom teacher or a special ed teacher or a music teacher, whatever role it is, you're an administrator, you're a counselor, you're a coach, whatever, whoever you are inside of your role in education, you are choosing to go back to that. Mm -hmm. The fact is we can choose not to. And mm -hmm. for some of us, that choice is a little easier than for some other, you know, for others, right? And, and the power of choice is really a privilege as well. And what we can do with that is begin to believe that we can choose to make time, not find time, but make time for the things that we value most. So the first step in this is not actually getting to the nuts and bolts of hours and minutes spent on what and productivity. It's really imagining how you want to feel at the end of a week and who you want to spend time with and what you want to spend time doing, what you want to spend time doing the most. And that's both inside your role as a teacher or a counselor or a coach or an administrator 
and as whatever role you play outside of teacher or coach or administrator, right? Some of us are moms. Some of us aren't. Some of us um, are living it up single, you know, hanging out with our friends. Whatever it is, whoever you are is completely amazing. And I think that we we sometimes, whenever school starts back up, we lose that part of ourselves. We say, I can't be that fully anymore because now I'm a teacher again. And I can't go rollerblading with my friends on the weekend. Or I can't go out and play volleyball with my, you know, with my besties. Or I can't go out to eat with my husband anymore on during the weekdays. When all of those things are a choice that we are or are not making to be a priority. So I first of all really suggest that everybody just brain dump how you want to feel. How do you want to feel when school starts? Do you want to go back to feeling drained and overwhelmed and exhausted? Or do you want to continue to have the motivation and the energy to do the things that you love to do outside of teaching? Because we can truly have both. And I am living proof of that. I'm teaching full-time, running burned-in teacher, and also doing things that I love like lifting weights and running and hanging out with my husband and going to my daughter's football games and not taking work with me there to grade. So I'm living proof that when you take your power back and you decide, this is how I want to feel, this is how I want to live my life, because there's no guarantee that we have next summer. There's no guarantee that we will have Christmas break. We don't know. So we have to use every single minute with intention and discipline. And that comes from having a vision and a plan. And we've already started our vision because we know what we want to feel. We want to know. We already know what we want to do, how we want to spend our time both in school and outside of school, if you haven't, in fact, done that brain dumping, right? The next thing to think of is I want you to make a time allowance. So we all typically work, you know, five days a week. Um, Depending on our role, we have different contract hours right? So what is, how many hours do you want to work a week? I call that a time allowance. And I call that a time allowance because I compare it to, I compare it to getting like, you know, $5 a week as a kid or a dollar a week, right? Like, you know that that money is coming. So you know your contract hours. For me, it's 40 hours. And my typical time allowance is about 40 to 45 hours a week. I give myself that allowance every week. When I build that number one boundary of saying, I will only work a maximum of 45 hours this week, that stamps it in my mind that that is all the time I have. And have you ever noticed, Chrissy, like when you start a project and you have a deadline, you will meet that deadline. Like you could potentially work on it longer, but like when that deadline comes, like you will do what you have to do to meet that deadline. Well, and I just want to take everyone who's listening back to getting our certifications, mm-hmm. our accreditations. Maybe many of us have done um, our master's degree. You know, when I got my MA at the Sorbonne in literature, I was like, okay, this is when I have to defend yep. at the Sorbonne to my yeah. professors. It's this date. It's yes. this time. I have to be ready. And my thought, um, this is also probably a James Clear beautiful thought, is like everything is going to take the amount of time that I give it. Yes. So giving ourselves ahead of time with our prefrontal cortex a time allowance, I think is brilliant. That's yeah. such a brilliant step. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So you have your time allowance, 40 to 45 hours. Hopefully you don't work more than that. But I also tell people, show yourself grace. If you're used to working 60 hours plus a week, 
and because you've just ha- left it completely open for anybody to take, including the universe and other things that come in and, and take our time. Um, this is going to be a process. So maybe it's 55 hours the first week, mm-hmm. right? Maybe then the next week it's 52. Like show yourself grace and learn. Like this is it, this is about time, but this is also about self-awareness. This is also about raising your awareness of what you're spending your time on during the day, right? And this right. is going to get us off of that hamster wheel, okay? Right. Time allowance. 40 to 45 hours is mine. I'm just using myself as an example. And next I'm going to move to, okay, if I have 45 hours max to work on school, what is my time budget per day? So if I'm going to divide – sorry? I just love that. I love how do we then make that really granular per day? Tell us more. So we then go day by day and we plan out our week either Monday through Friday, or you can do Monday through Sunday. I remember when my daughters were really young, they're now 20, almost 22 and 15. When they were really young, I had to, and I didn't budget my time back then, I had to rush out of school right away to go pick them up from daycare. Um, Well, our youngest especially. But um, now time is different. When I was younger, I would go in. I would my our husband, my husband would stay at home with our girls, and I would go in on a Saturday morning with a hot cup of coffee, spend a few hours getting some things ready for the next week, and then I would get home, and then he would do the same. We were both teachers in the same school for a while, and um, and that worked for us. That that worked for us. Now you're gonna have to seriously bribe me and drag me. To, to the school on the weekend because I can get my things done before or after school. So there's no judgment in what works best for you. But what you are responsible for is for saying, okay, if I have 45 hours to spend, I know that I have contract hours. Like I have to be at school between the hours of 7.30 and 3.30. So that, mm-hmm. that eight-hour stretch is already made for me, right? So um, I can choose to get to school at 7 o'clock and leave at 3.30, or I can choose to get at school, get to school right at 7.15 and leave at 4. Mm-hmm. I, I can choose. But what we can do then is we can kind of create a plan and an ideal, ideal work week of, all right, on Mondays, I'm going to get to school at 6.45. I'm going to get a full 45 minutes of work in before I even have to be here and our students arrive at 745, I'm going to get a whole hour of quiet work time by myself Mm -hmm. just to get myself acclimated for the week. All right. That's one hour. Now we have the eight hour, the eight hour contract time. So you've now worked nine hours. Okay. 45 minus nine is? Eight. My, yeah, right. No. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brain just died. So, 45 minus eight is 36, right? Right. Okay. Sorry. I have 36 more hours to use. So, you Good. basically just lay out a plan Monday, like I said, Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday, what hours you're going to use when. And then, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Amber, I was so, of course, in my thought space of not doing math, but I'll tell you what, when we, when you look at that hour, like you were saying, getting there at that beautiful, silent, assiduous hour before the day starts, the beauty of that is if you know that's going to be your hour and one of nine, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go through your bank in just a second. I can just see for myself as you're talking, I'm feeling into, I'm going to use that hour. 
mm-hmm. not going to go chat with my neighbor who just sauntered in eight minutes later. I'm going to get to that coffee machine. I'm going to make sure it's warmed up. Like go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And that's that discipline and intention you're talking about. Yes. Yes. And when you do this for a while and you learn about yourself, you're no longer rushing to that copy machine on Monday morning to make copies for when the first the kids first come in. When you're using that time intentionally, you've you're coming in Monday and your whole week is basically planned out and prepped. Now yes. what you're doing is you are grading and entering grades. Maybe you're answering those emails. Maybe you're, you know, you're doing all of those little minute tasks that kind of pile up over time because you have been very structured in how you use that time. So I'm going to quickly go through the last step of this. And this is within those hours now. Like now you are going to do something called blocking and batching or batching and blocking rather. You're thinking about these tasks that go together, grading, entering grades, entering the data. um, Those three things go together. So you create a block of your time during your day, whether it's during your prep time. I know this is different for everybody. We could have a hot discussion about prep time and the lack of it. Um, But you could do this before school. You could do it after school if you budget your time for this, or you could do it during that prep hour, right? You could do your planning, prepping, and printing, the three Ps. Um, You could do those three things together, and you could do it one subject at a time for the whole week ahead. Um, This looks different for everybody. We're all very different in how we um, structure our time and how our brains work and process and planning, and none of it's wrong. The only time that I really true that I truly feel like we get things wrong is when we leave our time wide open for anybody to take from. And I feel like it's wrong because it's disempowering us and it's making mm-hmm. us feel like we don't have any control when this is just the beginning of building beautiful boundaries because you're going to have to start now because you have the this time uh, allowance and time budget built into your days and weeks and months you're going to have to start to say no to things mm-hmm. because you're saying yes to yourself. You're, stay, you're saying yes to your schedule. You're saying yes to those things that you love to do outside of school. And this is kind of where Chrissy comes in because you're going to be met with some resistance from both of yourself and other people when you've now set these time boundaries and now you're having to set these um, – these boundaries with people that are like physical boundaries, they're also, you know, time boundaries as far as, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have time to help you with that right now. Like how to have those conversations and to build that concrete thought plan for how you're going to address these things whenever they happen because they will. Yes, they will. And listen, whenever we are changing and growing and integrating those three steps, And Amber, you let me know if I have these right. How do I want to feel at the end of the week? I think that is so important, getting to that core value. What is my time allowance? And being using realism and love there, right? Mm -hmm. Like not being hard on ourselves or using your tool to beat ourselves up. Everybody, you're not allowed to use our work against yourselves. I'm just (laughs) going to say that right now. We're not going to let you. And then the third one, which I love, is that... um, I love a tool that I used to have in my classes called chunking and chewing, but it's mm-hmm. that batching and what was that second part? Blocking. Batching, blocking, blocking. putting those things together, those three Ps, prepping and printing and planning. And that's beautiful. If you have those tools and you're already putting them into place, Amber, you and I were talking about, as we said, before we got on, 
this idea even of cruising through the faculty room and you are going to be different. Mm -hmm. Your energetic signature is maybe going to be a bit more calm because you're using these hours to get a little bit ahead. Even if it's seven minutes ahead, people are going to notice, right? You're not Mm -hmm. going to be in there with the negative Nancy's, with the naysayers complaining. Mm -hmm. As you said, Amber, what I love about what you said is like, your boundaries are going to change and shift. Even your thoughts about school when you're coming from a more calm, rested, and still place. And in coaching, I always talk about every victim needs a villain. Mm-hmm. So when you're not engaging in these villainous conversations, or even when you're coming out, out of summer, and as you said, somebody says, well, it must be nice to have worked on yourself. Mm-hmm. It must be nice to have had the money to do this incredible time program with Amber Harper and the Burned In Coach. It must be nice to get coaching with Chrissy. You're going to need a strategy for that. And I want to give you a tool there, just like Amber's work. I love alliteration. We love a good alliteration. Mm -hmm. And it's called Neutralize and Normalize. Because as you grow, you're going to feel that neutrality of growth. Or you're going to feel that positivity of, hey, this is working. Mm -hmm. My old self would have done this, but my current self does this. My old me would have let my porous boundaries go out there into school. My current me is like, nope. I'm walking with purpose to the bathroom Mm. because I know this is my time allowance Mm -hmm. and I don't want to work on Saturday. So that can be incredibly lonely. And the neutralize and normalize piece is this. The very first part is really just being with, right? Like when you feel that, that feeling of, Ooh, I'm getting some pushback from the gals I used to talk to. And I'm not joining in their reindeer games. I'm not running their negative shenanigans about what I didn't get and the class I don't have and the students that are awful and I have all of them. Mm -hmm. First of all, I just want you to notice and be with it. And can you just name it? Like, oh, this is sadness. This is rejection. Mm -hmm. I'm not with the cool girls anymore or cool guys. I'm kind of, I have nothing to really add. I'm kind of just in this lonely place, this gray growth of just neutrality, this, this gray space of unchanging. So just first of all, notice and be with, be with, be with. Mm. And then the second part of this is normalize by just, this helps my own telenovela brain calm down. When I just see those people gathered around the table and I just go, oh, four colleagues, they are humans. They are talking. They are talking about school. They are my colleagues. They are sitting. They say words in English out of their mouth holes. I mean, it sounds so funny, but what it does, and I love that you're laughing, is it allows us to get into our watcher brain mm-hmm. and in, and out of the, oh, they hate me or they're really negative. Or Getting out of those them. feelings. Yeah. Those stories yeah. that we tell ourselves when they may or may not even be true. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So just kind of like, just normalize sort of what's happening. Get neutral about what you're seeing. I'm mm-hmm. seeing this. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. And then the neutralizing and the normalizing for yourself is like, okay, yeah, these people are gathered around a table talking and I'm not engaging. I want you to use the words, so what? Mm -hmm. 
So what does that mean? That means, oh, this work is working. Hmm. That means old me would have done this. And current me is sticking to my time allowance. Old me would have noticed um, and joined in and maybe felt really bad then about maybe talking some shizzle about another colleague. Mm. Because, right, Mm -hmm. the drain of negativity tends to go down to, well, I heard and this and this trustee parent and that board and we're not going to get and what I didn't know. So just notice like, oh, so what? So what is up for me is I'm sticking to my core values. I'm really valuing me. I always think, and maybe we can ask Amber people just to add this into their, before they brain dump, I have the exact same tool. So if you're doing Amber's work, you're doing both of our work, just this, I call it a thought download, just to get all your thoughts down. But maybe at that beginning of the week, when you think, how do I want to feel? I always like to go to, I'm way more valuable than any gossip. Mm-hmm. that I can hear or I can give. Mm-hmm. I value my time more than gossip out there. Oh, and I if you don't want to call so much. Yeah. If you don't want to call it gossip, you can just say words spoken in a faculty space, mm-hmm. words spoken in a classroom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I value being able to being able to go home and make a great meal or that pottery class now that I have time for because I have a cool time allowance or mm-hmm. my spouse or that cool exercise class, right? I value mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. more than words exchange that will make me feel probably pretty bad about myself. Yeah, yeah. Because while you're spending the time and the energy engaging in that conversation, it, it's it's simply a waste of time because it's not there's there's no action behind any of that venting or that complaining. It's just time wasted. And I believe that venting is healthy. Like it's it's good to be able to get out your your harsh feelings that you have because harsh things happen during the day, right? Um, but there's a difference between doing it every day around the, you know, the lounge table and spending time engaging in that conversation every day. Um, and once in a while, just having a good old-fashioned vent sesh that just helps you feel like, oh, it just feels good to yeah. get that out, right? Yeah. Now I can move on. <laughs> and I think the last part of this you just named, like the differentiation, I believe that our thoughts and our emotions are always going to be 50-50, mm. right? The mm-hmm. statistic of we've got 60,000 thoughts every day in our brain. What is it? 82% of those are negative. And right. of those 82% negative thoughts, like over half are thoughts that we run every day and all every the time. Day. Yep. Right? Yep. But if you can just expect that this growth process, sometimes I call it the river of misery, because when you start to work on yourself and see what you want to change, you're like, oh, I had no idea yeah. what I was doing to avoid all this. I was overeating. I was over drinking. I was buffering. I was overworking. I was overgrading. I was staying in the classroom till all day Saturday, whatever the overing is over mm-hmm. Netflixing, whatever it is. Once you start to see it, just notice like, oh, this is the 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Amber and Chrissy's work is going to feel amazeballs. Mm-hmm. And I want to shout it from the rooftop and teach all my students how to feel a feeling. And then sometimes it's going to feel lonely, yeah, frustrating, rejecting, yeah. not great. And just your awareness of just like almost making that a lesson plan for your mind. Mm. Mm, it's coming. I yeah. think is really going to be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. 
So Chrissy and I both have some resources that we would love to share with you that can help you to do this work if this is brand new to you, or maybe you've heard it before, but you haven't taken action. That's something that I I believe so much in. I don't want this to be shelf help. I don't want you to listen and put no action behind this because action breeds action, even if it's a small action. There are so many amazing ripple effects that taking a small action will have on your life. So this process that I talked about, I, I called it, I've called it time budgeting for quite a long time. Um, but you can find the time management bundle in my TPT store where we I walk you through exactly how to create this time allowance, how to create your time budget, and then how to um, block and batch. And that also comes with the priority planner. And that helps you to build a weekly priority list so that you can more easily build those blocks and batches into your days and hours um, of your school day. Thank you, Amber. That is so important to know how to find this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As for me, if you go over to my website, which is www.thechrissyconcept.com, because we all teach in concepts. Mm -hmm. So then it will become the Amber concept and the Sarah concept and the Dan concept. It's for you. You're going to make through your action, this work, work Mm -hmm. for you. You're going to find all kinds of freebies, including if you click on a resource called neutralize and normalize, I'm going to take you through this process. So it's an easy, hot, quick, not much time. You can do it, put that in your bank and in your allowance. But um, Amber, it's just been so beautiful today to see where our work really um, crosses over and connects and, and where it's different. And I love that. And I love your message. And I love everything you have for all of my listeners in my community. And of course, my mission is just to help as many educators as possible. I want to put coaching in every school. I would like administrators to be paying for this. Heads of school, if you're listening, please come to me because Mm -hmm. I really believe that coaching should be a basic human right. Managing our minds is the best gift we can offer to our students, a very well-regulated adult. You might be the only adult in the room that your students know who feels at least at times well-regulated. So this is the best professional development you can give yourself and give your school communities because people will notice and then they'll say, what the heck are you doing? Right. I believe those negative Nancy's are going to come around and say, hey, Hey. hmm, she seems more zen. She seems happier. What's she doing? Right? Yes. Yeah. And you will attract the people that – that want that change. They want to see that change in their life too. And you will repel the people that don't. And you're going to repel Correct. the right people and you're going to attract the right people through these changes. So thank you so much, Chrissy, for um, for setting this up. I'm going to self-admittedly say Chrissy's the one who contacted me and said, hey, let's do a podcast together. And I'm like, let's do it. This is amazing. And I'm just so grateful for your time and for um, your knowledge. Same. I mean, I, I just really, you know, it, it takes a village to raise a child and it certainly takes a city to help teachers <laughs> right now. And um, we are just two of some amazing um, resources that that are out there to support yeah. you. So, um, yeah. so whether it's through us, whether it's through somebody else, we just both right. want you to find the help that you need in order to move right. forward because you do not have to stay in this negative spiral, spiraling, frustrated, miserable place if you are in fact there. And I've been there and it's no place to stay. 
I agree. And Amber, give us one more time um, how people can find you. Sure. Yeah. You can go to burnedinteacher.com. That's burned in, the opposite of burned out, all one word, burnedinteacher.com. And you can find me on all social media platforms at burnedinteacher. That's amazing. And you can find me at thechrissyconcept.com. That's T-H-E, Chrissy, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y, concept, C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. You can find me on my podcast where you're listening right now, Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. And today it's Teacher Talk with the amazing Amber Harper and Chrissy Nichols. So this has been such an incredible conversation. I feel like the start of many. We got to do a series, lady. Let's do it. We're doing Hey, everybody, have an amazing week out there and um, take care of yourselves. Mm, And burn on. Burn on. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at burnedinteacher. I'm always ready and willing to have a conversation with you about your burnout and ways I can help you to move through it. If you're looking for support in growing through your burnout in ways you never thought possible, check out my online course, Burned In Teacher University at burnedinteacher.com course. I'll see you in the next episode. Burn on.